0: Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. The 5.30am edition with, uh, to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my right is Knit.
0: Hey yo. By the way, it'd be What's the
2: 530 up? edition if you showed up on time just tossing that
1: out there how long was chad here before me 20 minutes at oh least. bullshit no i <laughs> no. no 10 maybe 10 <laughs> 10 fair I'll, I'll accept that 10 ish i, I rounded up i'm sorry i was dreaming all night seven <laughs> dreams I was laying there like a little child smiling mm. <laughs> it was happy
0: times I did turn off my alarm, like, just, and then slept on it, and the snooze took an extra while to, to wake like, me back up. In
1: your dream, muffled. was it like,
2: I can't do
0: anything
1: in a book? <coughs> yeah, take a look. Reading, think this right, is a game? Think it's a game? <laughs> so I, I got to fill you guys in on something, because it's fun, and, I, and Arm started it, and I'm eternally grateful Whenever we uh, have our our little podcast talking sessions, we use WhatsApp because it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, We don't say Chad's name anymore. We just post the emoji for the flag of Chad. There's there's a small little you know is it a country? Yes, it's a country, small country Country in Africa called Chad in Africa. It's incredibly annoying. No, it's got a no. What? It's got a really (laughs) cool flag. That's a really cute little flag, and we're like. Anytime ch- you know Chad or Nit, as you guys know him, isn't responding, we just post the flag. So it's like it's like a you know a symbol like hey Chad. It's uh, like
0: the best. And- hey Chad. Yeah.
2: So it, I mean, I just refuse to say his name because
0: cool, cool it, flag. It's like Bulgaria's flag <laughs> sideways. It's just not even.
2: I mean, it's blue, yellow, and what red? Yeah, it's a dope
1: flag. <laughs> it's, it's dope. <laughs> i don't know if that's good or not but sure it's dope uh for shizzle yeah
0: it's but, nice well oh, i enjoy I it every,
2: every time i type in chad it pops up beside us i'm like yeah taking that i don't even know if it's actually the flag of chad but my it, phone it, is, it my, has my, to be i my, search
1: chad emoji I just search Chad in my emojis and it pulls that flag up every time. So my what?
0: phone says it is, so I'm gonna. I'm. I just. Well, arms' it, is, <laughs> arms' phone is more validated, incredible than your yeah. your Samsung. Or yeah, whatever I have. Of, I have an iPhone. Whatever garbage phone you have, I mean Pixel Two. <laughs> it's a beautiful device.
2: I'm sure it is. Does it still run Windows? <laughs> no. Your, your there you your go. Your
0: Pixel Two is like the Wikipedia of encyclopedias, like semi credible I mean, yeah. on occasion. Yeah, but sometimes I can
2: also go in and edit your clock to be <laughs> yeah.
1: from my phone. <laughs> I, I feel
0: I personally feel like my
1: Pixel Two is the Olive Garden to you guys' fazolis.
2: Well, first off. No. Yes. <laughs> yours is made.
0: First off the, both of those Italian restaurants are rip-offs of actual Italian food. So But your, Olive Garden is, is actually tasty and not microwave. Yours is
2: the Olive Garden to no, ours Buca di Beppo. Ooh, Buca di Beppo.
0: See. Very nice. See. Very nice. Now now No y- no argument. I'm not going to argue Listen, with Now Buca. you know. Buca.
2: Maybe maybe like uh you know like uh, a Well, I was gonna go into steakhouses. Um what's the steakhouse? Long, uh, like a longhorn? No, an Applebee's versus ours. Uh, what was the one that Stallone had in uh, Creed? Oh, uh, what is his name of his? I can't think of it. I want to say it was uh, Bruce Chris. was not like Stella's yeah. or something uh,
1: like that. I don't
0: know. Adrian's. Adrian's. That's it. What the? Who's Stella? I don't know. What's Adrian that all the, was Adrian's. his wife. How'd y'all not know that? Boom. Stella. I, I didn't Listen. know it because I don't watch boxing movies. Which is why not good. I think it was Adrian's name of it. Speaking of boxing
1: movies, yeah. Speaking of boxing movies, and I'll throw it in there real quick. If you guys would quit just using an old people phone, you might know what a good phone is. I mean, you're phone. in line with eighty year olds waiting for the new iPhone. Like you're like, ah, hey, yay, we're keeping out, and right next to Geritol over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and old people—the only people that like those things. So, <laughs> well, anyways, <and> most. <laughs> I mean, I can pick up my phone, phone straight users. out of the box
2: and know what I'm doing. I don't have to read the book on it. That's a very old person statement. I'm yes, am yes yes Not justified. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, Androids
1: all do, you know, it's the same way. You can pull any brand Android out of the box. It's the same thing. Yeah. But uh, before I drop some reading rainbow on you, <laughs> and, uh, we'll get straight to the boxing slash MMA movies. We're gonna we're gonna go with that. We've brought you stuff like Nickelback, in our worst bands; Limp Biscuit in our worst bands; Smash Mouth in our worst bands. Now we're gonna bring you our favorite boxing movies slash MMA, of course. I didn't know there was MMA movies. Chad needs uh, to watch a couple. There's there's not very many worth watching, so uh-huh.
0: you know. I mean, there's there's ones out like Never Back Down. MMA is barely watchable to me, so. An MMA oh, movie is just not, you know. I fake MMA, MMA is never. I'm, I'm i can guarantee it's you, it's not going to go see. It. Chad's so old school. He's like, give me a good boxing match any day of the week. I do. I, I'd
1: rather see someone give me a boxing match. The cubbies in my iPhone. What's
0: that? Sorry, I prefer to see two dudes put on gloves and punch each other rather than fall on the ground and get bloody on top of each other. <laughs> it's <laughs> great if you think about it. It's just kind of disgusting. Fair enough. Okay. I mean it's exciting until the match. You're right. Hey, we're I, going what five five rounds in the championship and it goes forty five seconds.
2: Yeah, on occasion.
0: Yeah, I mean but I, that, I but I but like that's that's like
2: Tyson in his prime, you know? True. It was like, oh man, it's a fifteen round and it's over.
1: But I'll give you this. Good night. The last exciting True. thing I watched MMA or boxing wise was McGregor and Floyd. That was awesome. So I mean and that was boxing. And, and, and props that, to I was Floyd. more excited by that. And maybe it was just because of what it was, and but I mean that that's the last exciting
2: dude there are so many good memes about it whenever uh had McGregor like open fist in him, he said whenever you're playing PlayStation, you don't know what buttons to hit, so you just start smashing them all <laughs> <laughs> but he he did he held up better than one would have thought he would
1: have' he, oh
2: yeah that's well, a it's a huge difference in you know time and the rain conditions. I mean it's not even close. I want to say they they run two minute rounds and I mean there's what, twelve, fifteen of them? That's insane.
1: Yeah. We all knew he was gonna get gassed. Oh yeah.
2: There's no doubt about it. But up, up to that point I think he did all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was very he, happy. I don't think I think he won like maybe three rounds to to make my point.
1: Against a guy like Mayweather? Yeah.
2: I, I don't Crazy. think I don't think he was dominating by any stretch of the imagination, no. but it was refreshing to see him just not get annihilated. Yes.
1: So anyhow, Barker, we're counting down from three. What's your number three? My number three, even though it's a newer one, it's still my number three. I, I, I hate when people like old soul Chad over here pulls out their iPhone and is like, oh, you can't put that in there with the greatest boxing movies of all time. You've got to go all the way back to <laughs> Raging Bull. No, I don't. <laughs> and it's Creed is my number three. Not the band, not with the arms wide open, but uh, Creed with Michael B. Jordan and an old cancer-ridden Rocky. It's oh. it's a fantastic flick. It is. It's exciting. It's new. It's fresh, and uh, Michael B. Jordan is believable as Creed's son. And I, it has a nice little story to it that, that sucks you right in. Not to mention you got one of the Cosbys in it. It's just wonderful. It's a wonderful movie. I'm excited for Creed too which uh, apparently is going to be Michael B. Jordan as Baby Creed versus Dolph Lundgren's kid. So Dolph Lundgren, Whoa. you know, the, yeah, exactly. Dude, Dolph- I bet that kid is jack. Oh, yeah, he's going to walk into the ring, and he's going to be like, I must break you at Candy Crush. I also have a feeling That's- that he is
2: going to womp Creed Jr. the first time. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: like, I mean, you're Dolph Lundgren's kid. Come yeah. on.
1: Like, that'll probably be the final match. They'll probably just be playing Candy Crush on their phones, and he looks over like, I to
0: break you with Candy Crush. Because it's 2018. Yeah, it'd be this a very... Is how we box. Yeah.
2: So, for me... It'd be going, a
0: very modern thing to do.
2: Diving into the, the, the boxing and MMA movies, I didn't realize how many boxing movies I actually like. Yeah. <laughs> There's a freaking lot, man. I know. Like, I, I, I'm just sitting there I'm like, ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, yeah. Wow, man, that's... But I'm gonna go. Um, it's it's a fairly new movie, probably seven, eight, ten years old, something like that. But uh, Million Dollar Baby, uh, sounds Eastwood like, sounds like, like
1: an adult flick. I recently watched. <laughs> no, Eastwood, Hillary
2: Swank, just <laughs> an absolute. I mean, you got the old trainer didn't really want to train a girl, and Hillary then Swank. He he. Uh, a million
0: Dollar Baby. Yeah. Oh, it's a
2: great film. If you've never seen it, do, your, like it. do yourself a favor. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's heartwarming. Honestly, it's, it's actually heartbreaking more than Arms anything. are very tender. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my number three. I, I'm i I'm excited to get to
1: my top two in a couple, couple episodes. Me too. Me too. Let me throw a quick, uh, special mention. I don't know if either of you guys watched the movie. I didn't, but I was jamming out to the Southpaw soundtrack yesterday. And, uh, surprisingly some of Eminem's best work. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I've not seen that film yet. Me neither, but the soundtrack is. It's off the hook.
0: It's on fire. I'm glad you're filling time for me. No, I'm serious. Well, well, I, that was not sarcastic. So well, well, Nick doesn't right watch
1: boxing movies, apparently. He'd rather play. He was, he was he'd like, ooh, play crosswords on his iPhone. My favorite
2: <laughs> boxing disclosure. movie was, the, uh, was Hurricane, the boxing match between, or the documentary between Peter McNeely and Mike Tyson. <laughs>
0: Well, well, I guess number three for me is gonna be Ali. Ali, come on, oh. like
1: Muhammad Ali, Ali the singer that died.
0: Ali, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't even seen three Rocky movies. Oh
0: Well, that just makes you a terrible so, person. Yeah,
1: what happened here? How did, this went
0: south quick? There, there you go. It's Mah- Ali. How are you gonna fill out your three? You're gonna have to watch say, movies say tonight. Say Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> That's not
2: how you say his last name. <laughs> I think I'm going to. All right, there's the, the shit. Why don't I'm you just, just get like like full redneck from the South uh, and be like, oh, I'm uh, just going to call him Clay. Cassius Clay. It's not Ali. Uh, it's Clay. That's his real name. I like
0: it. We're going with Ali. That movie Will Smith was in about boxing. So, Al-
1: Ali. So if he was to Ali. Like, since he can't pronounce Ali, does that mean if like. He tried to talk about the Dukes of Hazard and said, I really like that car. The General Ali. And <laughs> General uh, Lee. General Ali. That's what I got for you. There's my content. You have to watch some boxing movies, apparently, in between no. now and the next show. No. You'll be a better man for doing it. Dude, we're getting ready to have a guest on that's in a boxing movie. And oh. you're, you're going to straight tell this guy, like, yeah, oh, box- yeah I, boxing uh, movies are poop. <laughs> i don't watch them
0: you're terrible chad oh i didn't terrible. say they were poop i just ain't got time for them uh I ain't got no time for ain't that, nobody man. got time for that he says guess
1: that's a little more acceptable than i just haven't seen any do you want the truth? Chad hasn't had time in his thirty-some <laughs> year life to squeeze in three boxing movies so apparently he was watching the land or the uh, land I, before time instead of Rocky when he was solid seventeen. <laughs> Dude, my dad Little took foot.
2: me to watch Rocky in the or in the theaters. I mean, just like, oh yeah, no, there's way, way a ton of violence, but yeah, you're four years old, you'll be fine.
0: Does that? No, I do have to ask. While we're on this, the Rocky, does everyone else like? Associate, you don't really know Rocky 3 or Rocky 2 or Rocky 4. You just know like Rocky, the Rocky's Rocky, where he well, eats eggs. So, so there's Rocky eggs. 1 is him versus Apollo Creed, and
2: 4 is definitely him versus Lundgren. I want to say and that Mr. T two is three is, is Mr. T three because I felt like mm-hmm. Tommy Gunn was three. Tommy Gunn was five. Tommy Gunn's five.
0: Okay, so is it him, so and, the Apollo, him is and Apollo? Yes. So, everyone goes by. It, it, they don't go by the numerical Rockies. They just well, go by the it, opponent.
2: It's because Stallone didn't age until, like, Rocky. It's, that's what it you is. You know, Rocky Balboa, which is, well, it's not even a Rocky film. It, it
0: doesn't get associated with the rest of them. Yeah, it's not very good. Right. Which one was Rocky and the robot thing? Was that, um, that, that had was, to have been Rocky 2 he, after he wins the title, right?
2: I feel like it was 4. I feel like yeah. the robot was, right. whenever he goes to Russia, the robot's home. Ooh, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay.
0: I've I've watched
2: them all, so. All right. So Ro- like, Rock,
0: Rocky 4 might be my number 2 and number 1 boxing <laughs> <laughs> movies because I like the robot thing, and I like the Russian <laughs> thing. He's going to be like, and
1: number 1 is real steel. <laughs> I l- really enjoyed that movie. I feel it.
2: This is the second time we've talked about Real Steel. It is.
1: I really enjoyed. What are the that movie? odds of that? I, I'm sad that was my number four. <laughs> I'm not joking. That was a lot. It was a good movie. There's some good. It, it is a pretty good movie. Did, you you can stick I Hugh wait. Jackson in a movie about cheerleading it's competitions, it's and he smash it. It's he not would... Sam.
2: It's not Hugh Jackman and Samuel L. Jackson having a kid. It's Hugh Jackman. What did N- I say? Not Jackson. He doesn't coach the Browns.
1: Pretty sure I didn't say Hugh Jackson. I didn't hear I'm it. pretty sure I said Hugh Jackman.
2: No. I can't wait for you to listen to this on the radio. You're gonna be like,
1: damn it, arms is right. All right. All right. Going it's on a football, football time now. Football. It's football time. Chad doesn't want to talk about boxing movies. <laughs> Why? Because he's out of his depth. Let me throw you one last thing in. There is in the eighties, in a movie, you had overuse of what was called the montage.
0: Mm. Now there's some good
1: ones. Teen Wolf. Has a great montage, a couple of them, you know the music while he's doing his thing, like the, the, building up to the next scene. Da 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 da, 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 da. Rocky had the best
0: freaking montages. It did. Well, the all of them. The, the Again, first, Rocky Four working out in Siberia the first or whatever. Five Rocky movies. Great pushing logs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the first five Rocky movies right are about beach. Eight total hours in five hours of
1: it. It was up the stairs. Oh, yeah! I made it to the top of these stairs. Like I feel that way. Every time I go to a hotel and the elevators down, like I get to my room and I'm jumping up and down with my hands and knees. Like freaking did it, man. I just, I just went up three flights of stairs and I'm fine. Big. It's a, it's iconic. It is.
2: Iconic. I mean, think about it. They have in Philadelphia. They have a uh, statue of a <laughs> fake boxer. Think about that. It's awesome. They have a statue awesome. of the guy who played a guy that he made up.
1: Absolutely. The, I, mean, I love it. Well, eventually New England will have a, have a statue of a
0: fake football player, Tom Brady. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I, interesting. That, Can't be did vegan you get and play Rocky? football. I mean, er, everyone knows Sylvester Sullen wrote Rocky, but do you know that he tried to sell it to a studio for yes. like 75 grand and they rejected it? Yes. And like he finally he, and got someone. He wouldn't someone. have been in it. He wouldn't have been in the movie. Yep. He, like
2: he was homeless, living with his dog. Yep. Whenever he sold the, uh, whenever he was trying to sell the script, and the only, there was something to where he went to someplace, took a tenth of what he was going to sell it for. Like had an agreed price, took
0: a tenth of it as long as he could star in it. Yeah. And talk about the greatest rejection story of all time. A
2: stars born.
0: Oh, I guarantee there's a montage in there somewhere too.
1: I mean we like him sitting in his van with his dog and the music's playing and he's just writing the script like and for you If
2: I'm not mistaken, didn't he sell his dog and then turn around and buy it back for like ten thousand dollars? Yes. That's I mean that's first off, it's heartbreaking that he has to sell a dog. Eh. But for him to go go to the person who had it and like do you think the guy just straight price gouged him or he offered him ten dollars? Oh, grand?
1: he straight price gouged him. He's like, <laughs> You want this dog back, eh?
2: Yeah, no, I'll totally give you the dog back. I mean what's a fair price on a dog I give you fifty bucks for? Um I'm thinking like, ten <sighs> grand? 10, 10 <laughs> and, grand I'm not, and
0: I'm not moving off of this price. <laughs> You're not moving off of it.
2: No, no, it comes with a collar and a dog bowl. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I invested
2: in this <laughs> <And it's> dog <laughs> in <It's>
0: sentimental
1: value. <laughs> Little did you know, this is a good luck boxing movie dog. So if you're going to make Rocky II without this dog, it will bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you have the dog when you wrote Rocky? Yeah. All right. Boom. Think, obviously, Rocky II is going to fail
2: miserably if you don't have the dog. So I'll yeah. take my $10,000. I mean, now. we're
1: talking the Bojangles of movie dogs. Here. Oh, yes. The three-legged. The three-legged. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. We're going to get on the football. Old boxing Chad. So we're going to give you guys our busts for 2018. So this episode is strictly avoid, avoid, avoid. If we say anything positive about a player, we'll have to stop the podcast and re-record the whole thing. This is the all-negative episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. This is the down-in-the-dumps, you-can't-make-me-I-will-not-smile episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. I it's all bad news. I can't say it's, it's going to
0: be all bad news. I'm just, oh, yes, you can. It's, it's the Bill Belichick's
2: facial expression oh. of Back Row Fantasy Show. Right. Yeah, this is the John Gruden
1: permanent scowl show. All
2: right. Let's jump in. I like this. All right, so major disappointments. Let's start with quarterbacks. Going straight to the QBs. Who is going to fall off the pedestal this year?
0: You want me to open it up? Yes, sir. Russell Wilson just staring at number one in most fantasy formats from 2017. I think it's going to be Russell Wilson. but bu- not. He's going to fall off where he's at. I think it'd be. I thought it'd be funnier to take a, a top guy and throw him down a little bit. I ain't saying he's gonna fall. I think he's gonna end up around top ten or so. But he's not. He scored about fifty points more than Tom Brady in almost all formats. Yeah. I think Russ Wilson's really gonna struggle. That defense isn't gonna be quite as good. Uh, the offensive line's pathetic, and they have Rashad per- uh, Penny as their projected starting running back with just a Doug Baldwin on the outside. I mean. I don't see how – also they lost Jimmy Graham. Not that Jimmy Graham put up phenomenal numbers, but that's another receiving threat he lost. Red zone I, threat too. Yeah, I see Russell Wilson taking a huge, huge decline this year, and not totally on his talent. Just just look at the situation. There's not one thing positive that's happened to him in this offseason. Russell Wilson's my 2018 bust at quarterback. He is being drafted as the
1: QB one or two, so if you're saying – don't draft him till QB seven to ten. I think that's bust worthy. Oh yeah. I'm with you. Barker? I'm uh, I'm gonna go I wanna take the easy route. And I won't say the name because maybe Arms is gonna take the easy route. But I'm 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 gonna stray away from it. And I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. I know he's got mm-hmm. I am. He's I mean, Stefan Diggs is there. Diggs is an injury risk. Thielen is there, Thielen's pretty solid. And Dalvin Cook coming back. Everything looks set up for success for Kirk Cousins. But you know what? I, I don't think Kirk Cousins was worth all that money. Mm. And I, He I, finally got paid. He finally the, the got The chips paid. off of his shoulder. And I'm kind of going against myself on this one because, honestly, he's got a way better talent cast than he had in Washington. But I'm going for Agent Bust. I'm going A.J. Feely on Kirk Cousins. I, I think he's being overdrafted, and I think you should look at some of the more sturdy veterans before him. Stafford, Phil Rivers, uh, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Jared Goff. Just just guys you can get a lot later in a startup draft. A better price overall. I think that new purple polish all over Kirk Cousins uh, needs to fade a little bit. I I don't think he should be drafted where he's currently being drafted, which ADP-wise is QB5. So I'll give him the, the Russell Wilson treatment, knock him down, put him at 8-10. to 10. I, I don't think you're going to be overly excited about the fantasy season Kirk Cousins gives you this year. Dalvin Cook's going to run wild.
2: I'm going to take the easy route and say Tyrod Taylor's going to be terrible. Now I'm just joking. Truly. I also think he's going to be terrible, <laughs> but I don't think you're going to uh, try to have him on your team anyway. I think Tyrod has a career year. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Okay, so he passes for 3,100 yards? I mean... All right. Um if you look at the statistics, this guy finished with 13, 17, 23, 24 and 24 points coming off of the beginning of the season where it's 45, 52, 32 Tom Brady. He wore down down the stretch last year. Heartbreaking loss in the Super Bowl. Father time is undefeated. It's time for Tom Brady to fall off that top 10 pedestal. He's out. Tom Brady finishes outside the top 10 as a quarterback this year.
0: Whoa. Nice. That's kind of bold, man. Extremely bold. Yeah, but it makes – it's a. I like it. Mm. I, I like it.
1: Because, I mean, he does have to fall off eventually. He cannot keep this up. We're not going to see 50-year-old Tom Brady he, out <laughs> there leading the league in passing He
2: yards. wore down the stretch, and it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if this was the year that – you know, you don't want to project an injury – but if there's anyone I'd be willing to, now, you don't want like a injury, injury
0: or something like that. Like he actually has like yeah. a shoulder, shoulder inflammation, not maybe an injury that happens on the field, but just something that affects his throwing motion. Yeah,
2: time's wearing on Tom Brady, and it's got to be there. There's animosity in New England. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. I know that I've said you know avoid the Patriots backfield and everything. But it wouldn't surprise me if this was the year they started looking like, you know what, we're going to go a little bit more run heavy and we're going to take it off Tom's shoulders because he's starting to slow down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Or just keep him fresh for the end of the year. Don't let him throw the ball 50 attempts. Yeah. Like, I mean, week in, week out through the middle of the season. From
2: week 13 on, he was a below average quarterback,
0: had a lot of bust more than the boom in the, yeah. on the back side of the uh, 2017 season. So I like it. And to uh, and, uh,
1: support my cousins. Theory. Uh, Kirk Cousins was only a QB one, five out of 17 games last season. Uh, he, had, he has some inflated numbers due to big games. He had a huge game in week 17, which helps no one
0: in fantasy. But, uh, look, but look at that. The supporting cast is going to be my only argument to that. I mean, he had nobody last sorry, year. Sorry, that was Stafford that had a huge
1: week 17. Cousins had a huge week 16. And, and yeah, you're right. He didn't have anyone. Um, but, I, but but he again, had familiarity. But he and he was the offense. He was had, always on the field. He was slinging the ball down twenty points you week know, in week out, week yeah. in week out. And that's not going to happen in Minnesota. They got a good defense, a good running game, a great running game actually. I mean, Dalvin Cook and Latavius. That's a good running. It game. It wouldn't
2: surprise me if he improved. You know, the wins versus what he was getting in Washington. Obviously. Wouldn't surprise obviously. me either. But, but fantasy, fantasy production. I just don't. I I'm with you. I don't think he's going to be quite what he was. No. Because he doesn't have to be.
1: No.
0: Yeah.
1: Run, but running back. I could easily be dead wrong because he's got some dig stealing and
0: Kendall Wright and Laquan Treadwell. Big Laquan. Kyle Rudolph's a good threat at, at... tight end. Red zone option. Can receive, can command the middle of the field time to time. Yeah. I mean, I, I he wins the point of attack a lot. Yeah, a lot. I, I could see him at least having the same – same season as last year, fantasy wise, but I I think I mean, people expect more though. I'm not gonna hate on your bust. I'm not gonna go double down on the negativity on your bust. I had, bust. To, I had to be the that? one this week that went
1: out of the box a little. All but right. I like what I, I love. Arms' to take. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm.
2: you hate Tom Brady as, almost as much as I do. Ding ding ding, winner. <laughs> All right. How about running back?
0: Running back Knit, let's keep his rota- rotation. Neg- negativity. Bust? Oh, man, mm-hmm. mine's easy just because for some reason this guy is still being drafted like the fourth overall, third overall sometimes. David Johnson, man. Oh, coming yeah. back, coming back off the injury. Not a major injury. It wasn't a, you know, a lower uh, a lower body extremity uh, injury or anything like that, which is usually more devastating for running backs. But this offense just isn't going to be as good. Plain and simple, Bruce Aarons is out. Carson Palmer, the veterans out. Uh Larry Fitzgerald's aging a little bit. I just don't see the offense as a whole being dominant. Now, is he gonna be a top ten running back? Yeah, I could see him at ten. But I don't see him projecting back into the conversation with Gurley Bell and uh and uh Ezekiel Ezek- Elliott. So to me, I, I'm staying away from David Johnson, especially in a startup draft. I'd rather go wide receiver. Number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver, than David Johns. I'd let him fall. I like it. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. Uh,
1: last year. So predictable. Fournette bar- barely, <laughs> barely broke 1,000 yards, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He had 268 carries uh, for 1,040 yards and nine touchdowns. Surprisingly snuck in 36 receptions. I, the ankle is a worry to me. I'm not going to be comfortable with Leonard Fournette until he puts in a 16-game season and is not on the injury report for that ankle. I've, I have I uh, have my insiders. All right. I have one in particular uh, that, that claims he has spoken with the doctor that took care of Fournette's ankle in college, and he said it's never going to be normal. Don't know if that's true or not. The sources. is not a guy that just lies to me but supposedly the ankle is going to be a long term issue and last last season week in week out they were talking about his ankle so and Jacksonville's got a lot of young receivers and an emerging Blake <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could get through that, could I couldn't you? Get uh. through it, But I don't like Fournette. I mean, I think uh, as long as he's on the field, I think you're going to get that solid production from volume. Uh, but I don't see him. I think he's going to miss more games in 18 than he missed in 17. So he's my bust. He's being drafted too high. He's going in the early second round of most startups. Uh, and he's a guy I'm avoiding if I can.
0: Yeah. What, what you see on Leonard Fournette's 2017, his rookie season is, there wasn't a monstrosity of a game, like a breakout game week or anything. five other. 28 for one hundred and eighty-one I mean, and two. I knew you were going to say week five, but I mean that—that that was the highlight. The rest of them are just kind of right around par. He, you said it right. He's going to get his numbers based on volume, and he's, uh, rarely, rarely did he have a spike in production. Like when, right. when you see a Le'Veon Bell go off, when you see a Todd Gurley go off they go off.
1: And I think that's due to the ankle.
0: Like, I fully believe that. that, Because I think Fournette's
1: talented as all get out. Like, if he was 100% healthy and on the field, I think he's right up there as far as a rusher with Zeke, with Bell. I think he's got that kind of
0: talent, but I don't think he's ever going to fulfill, you know, his destiny. Even at 22 years old injury 22 injury concerns 23 now 23 20 yeah concerns about that the long term health of his ankle it is a concern
1: it is a concern not something i'm comfortable with
0: where you got him finishing this year you finished around 7 or 8 depending on how you want to look at it last year
1: yeah i he to me in our league format he was a uh, top 10 we talked about this before him and christian mccaffrey were separated by Literally a couple points. Um, I'm I'm gonna project Fournette to finish more at running back 15 this year. I think there's a lot of talent that came into the league that's gonna push him down.
0: Dalvin Cook's back. Dalvin
1: Cook's back. Saquon so Barkley is around. I think Royce Freeman could be a huge surprise. Sony Michelle could be a huge surprise if they commit to him. So uh, not just that. Jarek McKinnon in San Francisco. There's guys. There's there's more running back talent. In the
0: league this year. Even the guy I said David Johnson. I said 10. That'd be finishing yeah. inside of Yeah, and we didn't get that last it. season. So, yeah. So, yeah
1: I, I think that pushes Fournette down along with a few extra missed games than what he had last season. Armsy. I'm going to go stick with common theme here. Father time's undefeated.
2: Shady McCoy will be 30 at the start of this season. Whew. Last year, Shady McCoy broke 100 yards four times. All right. He had six rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns, but if you look overall, just time wears on these people, especially at the running back position. He's going to be playing with either a rookie or basically a rookie. So his quarterback's either going to be AJ McCarron or Josh Allen. All right, there is devastating to a running back. Yeah, they're going to want to lean on Shady McCoy and. His body type really doesn't condone that, especially at 30 years old. I could see a nagging injury coming up very early in the season. Now, if through week four he looks dominant, sell him. All right? But ultimately, Shady's Shady will have his worst finish in the past three years. He doesn't break a 1,000 yards this year. And bold prediction, I think he finishes outside the top 15 overall points this year.
0: I I could see it. We we've talked about it before. In the it's the modern NFL, the passing game, the passing attack opens up the running game. In the modern NFL, they're not going to have a passing attack. No, no T- one's scared of to call. Karen. Yeah, to call it a passing attack is almost. I it's, mean, it's like it, a passing pillow fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to attempt to pass the ball. It's not gonna be an attack whatsoever. I mean that that's that's what Buffalo is gonna happen in Buffalo next year. And LaShawn McCoy might be he he might still be their leading receiver as as far as receptions go. He's gonna get volume there, but I think you're right with the nagging injury that comes along. He had it last year. I mean, in the playoff game he was dragging his right leg around the entire game. I mean, hey, props to him for playing through it. He was wanting to win that game. But he had the nagging injury at the end of last year. But you know?
2: but you've seen it in, in different games he had last year. He had a game with two and a half points, nine points, five points. I mean, that's not Shady McCoy. Yeah. And it, 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 the best version of him is long gone. And as a matter of fact, if you go back and look at his statistics, he's never really put together three great seasons. It's two good and a bad. Two good and a bad. And,
1: and we've got two good the we've, last We've two had
2: two goods in a row. And – huge volume that he's had for he's kind of a slight guy he's not a real big guy he's he's more of a, like a slightly upgraded uh Deion Lewis or Darren Sproles in that mold and they want him to be a bell cow and it's just not going to work for him because he, he's just not built he's been a fine he's been a great NFL running back let's just say
0: that and he's been a bell cow
2: and he has been a bell cow but time wears on running backs
0: worse than anybody else in the league Let's just yeah. Let's yeah. just think about week seventeen. Think about week seventeen. The Bills had to win to get in mm-hmm. to, to the put, lowly Miami Dolphins. Yeah, to to put themselves in. They didn't win that game, right? And they still got in due to the Andy Dalton pass beating, knocking Baltimore out. But in that game, week seventeen, Lashawn well, McCoy goes for ten rushing yards on
1: eleven carries.
0: On eleven carries, twenty-two receiving. He did nothing. He faded Less down. Less than nothing. I will toss another one out here because this is what I like to do.
2: Don't uh, you're he's gonna go number one, but he's not gonna finish at number one. Todd Gurley is not gonna put together a season like he had last year again. Oof.
1: I think he will. I still I man, I love Gurley. Me too. Todd I, the offense is even better. But but his history suggests that Arms is right on this one. I mean, you don't there's not a lot of times that running back uh Finishes one one two seasons in seasons in a row. It's it's not likely, uh, but, man, I project that offense to be even better this year.
2: I mean, just to go back and look at his numbers, I mean, he had a great season, but if, if you take away week 15 and 16, you know, those were monstrous weeks with two and three touchdowns, you know, consecutively. I mean, I actually know – Excuse me, 14, he had two touchdowns. Then he had three, and then he had two more in 16. Those last three weeks, A, won you the playoffs. You cannot expect someone to produce like that. He had 13 rushing touchdowns and six receiving touchdowns. If. Those are huge numbers. I mean, he he finished 40 points above second place. Yeah, but
1: luckily, on MyFantasyLeague.com, you can take away weeks 15 through 17, and he still finishes the running back, two.
2: No, I – I I get that, and he's. Had, oh, I don't
0: think you did. He's had I I don't he, think that's what he was saying. He
2: had a great <laughs> season, but I, you're going to have to pay an absolute premium if you don't have him right now. You're going to have to pay an absolute premium. We're talking Kareem Hunt plus to get Todd Gurley. I'm telling you, he's not worth it. It wouldn't surprise Oof. me if, if he if he was running back five or six this year. I'd give up Kareem Hunt plus something easy for yeah, Todd but, Gurley but all day. But it's gonna be Kareem Hunt plus a wide receiver one. But,
0: but again, you're you're saying, you know, take out week fifteen and sixteen where you won the playoffs. Well, guess what you just said? Todd Gurley got you to the playoffs without having mon- those monster games. I mean, that that's what everyone said. You know, Todd Gurley won me the playoffs. He also got you uh, to the playoffs. I, I mean is he, easy. he I is a um, he he is he's the future of the running back position in my book. I mean, he's going to take over Levy on Bell for number one for years to come. Let me toss. This I just in think there that too. he drops
2: a little bit right around five.
0: That's where I figure
1: he's going to finish. Ooh. This a
0: far drop. I think he drops no farther
1: than two. Yeah, right. I, I'm top three. I think he's a lock. But even if he finishes at three, and you paid one, Arms has a point there. If you run the stats the opposite direction and take Gurley uh from week 10 through 17 and 17 he did not play that's a missed game uh still RB1 ooh with the missed game huh with the missed game he still finishes at RB1 with a 28 point per game average in our format which is almost a full 5 points uh better spread than the next best guy mm.
2: i just can't see that ridiculous production now here's the thing if if you're dra- if this is a startup and you can get him a one-one, fine. Go ahead, because I still think you're getting top-five production. He's darn near sure thing at, at that. But man, don't give up a top—you know, your number one running back if he's a top-five guy, and something else to get him. I don't think he's worth that, not for this year.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's we go. roll on to old wide receivers. I think we can do a couple rounds of this, can't we? I think so. Easy. Let, let me start with uh, let me start with the Cardinals again. I'm going to go Larry Fitzgerald. What is you, this the year he falls apart? Not falls apart. He just isn't going to have that top. Uh, what do we say? Top six, top top seven production in most 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 fantasy formats. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is aging, and he's got the struggling. He, he's going to have a quarterback that struggles to get on the same page with him, or just. Struggles to find his own in the NFL, whoever that ends up being, if it is Josh Rosen. Sam Bradford just not – to me, Sam Bradford is an average-at-best quarterback. And Larry Fitzgerald's going to draw his targets. He's definitely going to draw his targets. But will the ball be delivered in a catchable position all the time? Not as much as recently. I think Carson Palmer was always an underrated quarterback when it comes to servicing a wide receiver. He made – You know, he brought along A.J. Green. He made uh, Larry Fitzgerald great for the – continued Larry Fitzgerald's greatness for several years there in Arizona. Again, the coaching change, Bruce Arians was an offensive genius. And there is no quarterback. You got a running back coming off an injury uh, injury loss season. I don't know how Larry Fitzgerald is going to make the top ten this year. Barker?
1: I like it. Uh, I like it. I agree. Um, You – that op- just It just doesn't line up. The offense as a whole doesn't line up. But you could also go in the opposite direction and say Fitzgerald will be peppered with targets. But, yeah. man, the, the decline just has to come. He cannot keep this up. I mean, if he does, by all means, Larry, play till you're 40. We would love to see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. But I'm going to toss in uh, – I love that we're doing two rounds because I have two I'm i I'm very passionate about. The first one uh, finished as a wide re- top 15 wide receiver last season – and I hate you. I already know where you're going, Marvin Jones. Oh no, you're not. Yeah. Okay, Woo. I'm going Marvin Jones. I, I I would not draft him as high as he's being taken. Reason being, can't you just make every in every season, every single season that Marvin Jones has ever played, which is quite a few. He's been playing since 2012. He has never went past 65 receptions. He has only hit 65 receptions once. His next best career year was last year with 61. So last year, Marvin Jones surprises, surprises us all, have, has a huge top 15 wide receiver season. And if you look back, that 65 catch season was in 2015. Nobody was talking about him then because he had 65 for 8, 16, and 4. That's good for wide receiver 3 production, but... The touchdowns from last year, he scored nine times, and he went over a thousand yards for the first time in his career. But it was on sixty-one catches. I think it's a little fluky. I think it's a little. Uh, who who were we talking about that was also fluky? Sammy Watkins. Yes, Sammy Watkins. The fluky touchdowns. You know, on the lower. There receptions. was somebody
2: else uh, popped up that. It was shocking that they had such fluky numbers. I can't remember who yes, it was. Yes, but
0: Sammy is, is the Sammy one we've talked about all
1: off season. Eight, eight
0: touchdowns to 32 receptions, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. crazy so I, touchdown, uh, touchdown rate.
1: Absolutely, and I don't expect Marvin Jones to catch more than 60 balls once again. Uh, is he going to repeat nine touchdowns? I don't think he is. I, I, Kenny Galladay, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a big boost to this offense. I'm not saying he's going to break out yet, but – He's, gonna, he, take he's gonna take those target shares away. Yes, he's gonna take some of those touchdowns. They're gonna try to work carry on Johnson in as much as they possibly can. Uh Matt Stafford can sling it. He can still, you
0: know, carry two but, or three relevant wide receivers, but but he has his number one. And, and to me, Golden Tate is the number one. I don't yeah. I don't see Marvin Jones being yeah. Matt Stafford's favorite target in 2018. Yeah. Tate's a safer bet with more
1: targets and a better target share, better catch rate. Marvin Jones is not going to put up those nine touchdowns again. It's it's unlikely, so Marvin Jones is a bust for me.
2: On the same note, top 15 wide receiver, went to a new team. There's a reason he keeps getting moved. You took my second one. Brandon Cooks. You stole him. Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it. So, it, it came into the league in
2: 2014, had 69 or, or 69 targets, right? Then it went 129, 117, 114 all right, he's taking over the Sammy Watkins role. He is a better football player than Sammy Watkins. I will give you that. But Jared Goff doesn't lock on that type of receiver. Jared Goff has – he's got his security blankets already. He's got the people he's got chemistry with. It would blow my mind if all of a sudden he changed his tune and wanted to find the speedy guy every single time. You know, you had a couple of, you know, fast guys in Tavon Austin and Sammy Watkins. He didn't care that they were there. So, look for Cooper Cup, look for Robert Woods, and those are the guys you're probably going to see the most success out of in L.A. Sammy, or, and Todd excuse Gurley. me, yeah, and, 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 Todd and Todd
0: Gurley. Don't forget about Tyler Higby, man. <laughs> Don't forget about <laughs> Gar- Cook- Gerald Everett.
2: <laughs> Brandon Cooks is going to probably end up with less than ninety, probably closer to eighty targets this year. Depends on what he does with them. Now, I'm going to make a bold prediction. He's not going to finish with 1,000 yards. He's probably going to finish around 925. Still a lot better than Sammy Watkins did, but you're probably creeping a little bit closer to the wide receiver 20 than where a lot of people are going to want him.
1: I agree with you 100%. And Goff, Goff his bread and butter last season was with the mid-range passes, with the Cooper Cup down the middle, with Robert Woods cutting from the outside to the inside on a 15-yard slant. He was not – tossing deep balls. Robert Woods, even Robert Woods, those big touchdown games, Robert Woods caught those balls 15 to 20 yards downfield and in then the took meters. off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, golf doesn't go deep consistently, and Brandon Cooks, to me, isn't all of a sudden going to become a possession receiver. We got Sammy Watkins, 2.0, uh, probably more receptions uh, and less touchdowns than what Sammy put up last year.
0: Yeah, that Sean A offense is built on consistency ease like efficiency they're not going to take a whole lot of shots they're going to take their their seven eight yard mid-range passes and turn them into big plays from that and then rely on the running game what's great is you say he took yours I swear I was going Robert Woods is a a, a complete bust that was going to be my number two so you almost stole mine on that too because I actually like Brandon Cooks coming in, but even more than that, the reason I was going to say Robert Woods is I really like Cooper Cup is emerging as the number one there. And when I say number one, I'm not saying top ten. He's Cooper Cup finished around 25. I could see him approaching number 10, being a top 15 wide receiver in in 2018. But I'll give you another. I, I won't. I won't say Robert Woods since we just talked about. Uh, just talked about the Rams offense in longevity. I will talk about Jarvis Landry and that move to Cleveland. Man. I hate you. <laughs> I hate – you know who I got queued up? Jarvis Landry. God. We're on the same page. Go
1: watch a boxing movie, Nit,
0: and let uh, me have my guys. Jarvis Landry is an easy target to throw to because he's catching the ball, five to, again, five to seven yards downfield. Tyrod Taylor – or Baker Mayfield is going to be looking at Josh Gordon quite a bit. The Josh Gordon hype is becoming crazy. Yeah, David Njoku is going to take a step forward. He's going to be a a receiving threat down the middle. High five arms.
2: Super athlete, David Njoku. I
0: don't see Jarvis Landry having a terrible season, but top five, no. I think he's going to come out the box and kind of struggle not Jarvis particularly but that offense is going to struggle to find an identity early especially with you know Carlos Hyde coming in if it's Baker a new quarterback new running back coming in Jarvis kind
1: of jones us too with 9 touchdowns last season that's that's unlikely to happen again with Josh Gordon on the outside
0: he's more of a 4 to 5 touchdown receiver yes, i mean play, high volume plain 4 and 5 simple. and and when you take away 10 receptions and three touchdowns i mean you're talking about 25 points you you're you're knocking him down from number four to to number 10 already. You're talking about dropping him that far already. And then you add in the fact that, you know, you're, you're probably going to lose more than that just with rookie Josh quarter, Gordon and, when rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback play. Duke Johnson threat out of the backfield. Uh, and David Njoki. Yeah, several receiving threats and a rookie
2: quarterback. And it, one, we all know that rookies tend to gravitate a little bit extra towards tight ends. And my God, Josh Gordon is just a big body, physical freak. Easy to throw to, yeah. also. I mean, yeah. he, he he
0: seems to be open all the time.
2: He he's he's the mistake eraser type wide receiver. Like uh, he's not Calvin Johnson, but he could have been. Yeah. You know, he he's that guy that you get it in his catch radius, and he's going to win. So why not throw it to the guy who has single coverage? Um, if they're if they're both single got single coverage, why not throw it to the guy who's more likely to correct your mistake?
0: exactly that's why didn't, hey Jarvis Lynch. not saying a bad season but I could see him down around in the 15 to 20 range I'm kind of kind of glad you took Jarvis now because I had a guy I was on the fence about and uh I've had an epiphany Let's my get...
1: my guy is is uh Julio Jones thought about him well look here's the thing I want to hear you out I really like Calvin Ridley and I'm not saying Calvin Ridley stepping in and being the number one. By all means, don't, don't take that as my take. But I really like Calvin Ridley. Mohamed Sanu is solid. Uh, I think Ridley's going to get quite a few targets. I think he's going to steal about two targets a game from Julio Jones. And that's really not even the reason I'm calling Julio Jones a bust. Julio Jones, last season, uh, finishes a wide receiver seven in our league format. Uh, I expect him to fall to between 12 and 15. Reasons being, last year you had one game where he caught 12 balls for 253 yards and two touchdowns. That inflates his overall numbers. He also is not attending mandatory minicamp. He is a holdout. Julio Jones is officially a holdout. He wants a better contract. I think Julio Jones wants a better contract because Julio Jones is starting to feel the rigors of eight seasons in the NFL. I think the nicky Knack small injuries are building up. I'm imagining after each game, he's got to ice it up, sort of like LeBron in that little short video we saw after one of the, the finals games where he basically carried the team on his back. Julio needs some ice on those old legs. He's 29. I'm not saying that's super old, but I think given his small injury history, I think he knows it's his last chance to cash in. I also think he knows that he's hurting, and I also think he knows that Calvin Ridley is the bomb. He is. I'm not dri- saying he's going to finish as a wide receiver three. Nothing like that. Dro- I'm dropping him between seven to ten spots, which to me is a bust.
0: That is. Well, you say take out the 50-point game that he put up, that monstrosity game. He only went over 20 points twice in our league format. Here's a little stat for you. Through the first six games of 2017, Julio Jones was the number 34 receiver. Not even, there's only 32 teams in the league, right? I think so. He wasn't even number one on the wor- – like like if, if you kind of project that way, he was the 34th best wide receiver through six games last year. And then those trends kind of – he had the three spikes over 20 points and the one big spike. Other than that, very pedestrian numbers for Julio Jones all season long. And I don't see Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's. I don't think he's getting any better. To be quite honest, I mean he's kind of hit the the pinnacle of his career, and and you saw a big regression without uh, with losing uh, Kyle Shanahan last year. Kyle Shanahan ain't coming back. They got to find an identity. They got to find a new identity in Atlanta, and I don't know if Julio Jones is going to be the number one focal point of that identity.
1: And if you take out his 2013 injury riddled season, 2017 was a five year low. Julio Jones. That was his worst season spread across five years of which he played twelve games or more. So I, I see decline,
0: and we're talking about someone who had—he still had fourteen hundred yards. <laughs> like when you look still at, still had it, a great season. But, but yeah. I, I just his 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 days
1: as a top five receiver to me are over.
0: All right. He only had three touchdowns. Uh, the the one thing that you could see him coming back up on trying to trying to shed a little positivity. I'm sorry, we might have to stop the podcast on the negative sorry. episode. I know, but he only had three three touchdowns last year. So you, you, I could see him getting back to six or seven touchdowns, but uh, I, I just see a decline.
1: Arms, give mm. me some sweet negativity.
0: Mm. I've got one
2: now. There's still a lot of hype around him because of what his total body of work is. He's 28 years old. He's only five foot nine, 178 pounds. We don't really know who's going to be throwing in the ball next year. One thing I can tell you is even if it's the guy who delivered to him well and often, the chemistry's gone. This guy, T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton last year finished it with over 10 points only five times. Most of his games were closer to five points than they were to ten. The guy still finished with 966 yards on 109 targets, only four touchdowns. We don't know whether it's going to be Brissette or Luck, but ultimately, even if it is Luck, all that chemistry he had to where he had that 1,400-yard season, all that's out the window. He hasn't thrown the ball to him for two years. So I don't expect T.Y. Hilton to come back and all of a sudden be elite. I mean, and I think a lot it, of
0: people expect that.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's still looking at you know a top fifteen uh, as far as receivers drafted. He's still a top fifteen guy for most people. He's probably going to finish closer to where he finished last year, and that's around thirty. That that's got bust written all over it. You you got a lot of hype because people think well luck might be back. One we don't know that. There's no guarantee that luck's going to be back. There was talk about him being back last year. Whole years passed, and there's still no guarantees that he's going to be on the field. If it's luck, I don't see him even approaching that 1,400-yard mark that he had the year before. And if it's not Luck, you're probably looking a little bit closer to 900 yards with Brissett, you know, starting to build chemistry with some of the other receivers that got on the team.
0: Yeah. The guy's shifty. He can get open. But, man, again, but we're talking about an offense. It's just pr- probably going to struggle, whether it's Andrew Luck or, or Jacoby it, Brissett. It's, it's going to struggle like it did in 2007. Here's the thing.
2: You can, without a doubt, with the Colts offense – Without a doubt, devote extra coverage to T.Y. Hilton and not expose yourself to any damage anywhere else on the field.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are expecting – they're taking the risk on T.Y. Hilton as a, as a wide receiver one. Yes. Hopefully coming back as a – and I just don't see it. There, the reward is not there. I don't see him becoming that number one wide receiver one in fantasy format. I think he's a wide receiver three.
2: I mean, I to, to rattle off some of the games you put together last year, 2.9 points, 4.7 points, 3.5, that's consecutively – then it goes thirty-four and a half. That's awesome, great. You had one hundred seventy-five yards on nine targets, and then he had four point three, three and a half. I mean,
0: and when you're saying these numbers, it's it's, it's those are two receptions a game.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're looking at numbers that a number two or number three. You Muhammad Sanuq is is going to put up numbers like that, being moving into number three role in Atlanta. Yeah, don't pay number one prices for T Y Hilton because he's not going to produce that this year. I agree. I mean, he, he, realistically, if you're going to draft T.Y. Hilton back end of wide receiver two, top end of wide receiver
0: three. Hope for more, but don't expect it. You can get a Cooper Cup for the same price that you can get him. and Cooper Cup's trending upward, whereas T.Y. is just trending right where he is. Don't expect a, a, an uptick yeah, from is. T.Y. Hilton. And like you said, uh, double doubling T.Y. Hilton is not going to –
1: hurt you because there's no one else on the Colts that can hurt you. And I uh, just want to throw a little love at
0: Chad on this one. Uh, that's
1: because Dante Moncrief is gone.
0: Dude, I love Dante Moncrief. <laughs> I thought he was was the most a, talented receiver there. It was a joke. <laughs> I, uh, I'm serious.
1: Let's wrap it up with the uh, tight ends. Tight end bust. We're all offense today. Nit, who's your tight end bust for 18?
0: Let me just go. Man. I almost just went ahead. Now i got to preface it. I'm going to say Travis Kelsey takes a tumble down the board, man. You son of a... Travis Kelsey, like the thing with... Wrong. Patty eyes. He must be the wrong one.
1: I agree that Travis Kelsey, and by a tumble, I think Chad's just saying not number one overall.
0: Yeah, by tumble, I mean he's probably going to end up flip flop at number five. But there's a 50 point spread between one and five in tight ends. I don't think he's your number one wide receiver at all. I think he's he's your fifth best receiver. I think Pat Mahomes is going to try to stretch the ball down the field outside of the hash. I agree. I agree. I, I think he pushes the ball down the field to to that receiving core as much as he does the tight end. Travis Kelsey is a is a very good, very very good tight end, but but Patrick Mahomes likes throwing the ball down the field, down the hashes, and you still have Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. I think Travis Kelsey is your don't. – I'd say stay away from him. If you want to get a tight end early in a draft, Zach Ertz is my guy to go. Uh, Gronkowski kind of aging out. Uh, and, and Kelsey just having to tum- tumble down the boards with a first-year quarterback. I think it's a solid
1: selection because I think it's possible. I think Mahomes is, is definitely going to – Make a couple receivers fantasy relevant where that hasn't happened in a long time in KC,
0: but uh, I'm I don't I, think one of them, Sammy Watkins.
1: I don't probably know, probably
0: not. I don't know. Sammy Watkins can get down the field. I mean, I feel, I, like, I, I, going, I feel like Sammy Watkins can have I, an uptick in 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 targets, receptions, yardage, just not touchdowns. Well, honestly, when the, you, the when, you s- when you sit back and look at it, it's like,
1: why did KC sign Sammy? I think we just gave our answer. Pat Mahomes is going to be slinging the ball. I mean, he's going to go deep. He's already got Tyree Kill to go deep. I mean, that,
0: to me, Kansas City could be the best deep ball offense in the league this season. Because you can't shade a side of the field. And when you add the threat of Travis Kelsey down the middle, that's going to lock in the safeties to the middle of the field too, opening up the outside once again. But if you go to Pat Mahomes' tapes at Texas Tech – The balls, the deep balls he thrown were down down the sideline to the corner of the end zone. I mean, the guy likes throwing to quick, fast wide receivers down the field, not tight ends over the middle. I mean, just think about it, it's Texas Tech. They didn't they don't have a tight end at Texas Tech. I mean, they run one. They they have someone designated as a tight end, but they never ran an inline tight end in that offense. It's wide open. That's what Patrick Mahomes is is a wide open quarterback. Gunslinger, let's get it down the field. Do a quick, fast. guy. See what I, th-
2: I think that he is going to make two relevant receivers this year. But my opinion, it's going to be uh, Chris Conley or Demarcus Robinson.
1: I think it's Watkins. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that, that's not anything fantasy relevant. I don't think Watkins is going to finish as a wide receiver one or two. I think he's a three. But I think it's Watkins that he makes somewhat more relevant. I think
0: Tyreek Hill becomes your top five. We talked about moving a couple guys out of the top five in wide receiver. Not to jump back off tight ends, but I think Tyreek Hill emerges even better than we thought he was. He's just, better than he is. I'm just
2: not a Sammy Watkins fan. I think that the I'm ball the ball goes someplace else. There there's a reason he only got like thirty eight receptions last year on like fifty six targets. It was He's not open.
1: Well, that that reason also could be Goff and his, his medium, you know, his mid-range. You're talking about two different quarterbacks. Yeah, we're no, talk- no, I, I agree. I, I'm, not, I'm not pounding the table for Sammy. Don't get me wrong because I, I just, we've, we all –
2: I think it's going to be somebody else is going to be the benefactor as the number two. That's no, my. I don't, that's I don't my think thought.
1: anyone else has the talent
0: to be the, nah, number, better,
1: the benefactor over Sammy. And I hate saying that because I don't believe in Sammy Watkins.
0: Chris Conley was average at Georgia. Chris yeah. Conley is an average wide receiver. He's a depth guy. He's a four. He's a wide receiver four sets. Possibly in, in the four wide receivers. Possibly sets. a red zone. If threat. I was a if uh, I was a bet
2: man, batman, I was gonna, I was going to get Robinson as probably being the the number two
0: there. Oh, I like. I think Watkins will be. I think it'll be an efficient number I, two. I, I actually really like the pairing. I but like the pairing too. I just don't
1: expect, you know, Watkins to finish top 15. 25? If, if 25? Sure. Sure. Get, you know, I, I think he's going to be, you know, I think Tyreek's definitely going to be the, the main benefactor and take a, another jump up. But I, I think Sammy's a solid number two for them.
0: Yeah. So what you got for tight end? Zach Ertz, your <laughs> number
1: one is going to be my bust of the season. <laughs> and the reason I say this is you got Carson Wentz coming off the torn ACL, even though he's, he's apparently participating in team activities. Uh, they've also came out and said that JGI is going to be the bell cow. They also drafted Dallas Goddard, I, you know, I think more so to tick off Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, but the fact remains they have Dallas Goddard, who's better than Trey Burton. Uh, they've got receivers that are I, efficient. I, I efficient. Mean. They're yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz probably still going to lead the team in receptions, but I do not think he's a top three finisher this season. I, I think Goddard, along with a running game to protect Carson and his you know repairing ACO injury, I, I see Zach Ertz reverting a little bit. I mean, he's a lock for 70, 70 to seventy five catches. I don't think that changes. Uh, But I think those eight touchdowns, which was a career high in 17, I think they tail back off to the range he was averaging, which was three to four. And with tight ends, you take away four touchdowns. That's a huge chunk. That knocks them down a peg. So I expect guys like Evan Ingram to take a further leap. I expect uh, uh, Kittle down the middle. Kittle down the middle to take a leap. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones to take a leap. I'm not saying they're jumping up into the top five. Uh, but I like Kelsey more, I like Gronk more, Ingram more, uh, you know, Jimmy Graham with Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't see Zach Ertz as a top three. I see him as a top five. I think he's gonna fall from three to five, but in tight end land, that's a bust when you when that happens because yeah. you know, the the drop off is severe after the top two. So if Zach is a is a top five
0: and, and you're drafting and him as
1: number one and you're drafting him like he's a one. I think that has bust potential on it. That's basically what I
0: was going with, Kelsey. Just throwing hot takes. My my biggest
2: fall, Jimmy Graham. Hmm. 10 touchdowns last year. Jimmy Graham had 10 freaking touchdowns in his age 30 season. All right. He only had 520 yards. Yeah. That is flukish. That's nearly Sammy Watkins' level of flukish. The guy had 95 targets. I mean, he's in Green Bay now? Is that right? Green Bay. All right. Great place to fall. Is it? Not if you're a tight end. Mm -hmm. If you're a tight end, Green Bay is basically the black hole they keep expecting tight ends to come out of, and they never do. Jimmy Graham finished, I want to say, six or seven last year. Take away six touchdowns off that 10.
1: See, I think that's the only place he could survive is the
2: 36-point drop, and you put him at tight end 12 right there. I don't think that he's even going to he's going to be, you know, a startable tight end, but he's no – don't expect that top six finish. He's going to be 11, 12, something in that range. Definitely don't expect uh, his New Orleans stats to pop up again. Yeah, and and he's got, you know, health issues. I believe it's a knee that he's had problems with time and time again. And he's getting older. I mean, he's 31 already. He's going to be 32 uh, partway through the season.
0: He only had 20 points in the last four games yeah. uh, of 2017, so trending downward. But, I mean, still a 6-7 receiving threat in the red zone who can jump it, it is going to be great for Aaron yeah, Rodgers. I, I can see him staying around eight to ten touchdowns. I don't think that's going to go down. I think it's I,
2: entirely going to fall off the map. I, Aaron Rodgers has never relied on tight
1: ends in the red zone. Never. No, Devonte Adams is is going to be Clear beastly. Color. I think Geronimo Allison is going to outperform expectations. They've got a, a slew of rookies that could step in. All right, I'm with arms. Jimmy, I mean, they got Graham. three
2: guys. They, they drafted three guys over six foot three. They did. You know, two of them are six foot five. I believe. what is Vardis, They I don't think that. I, I think the problem is Aaron Rodgers spreads the ball too much for him to be relevant. Even if he, you know, has a little bit of chemistry. He, Rodgers will throw to the number four receiver in the end zone.
0: Well, he he doesn't at, care. He will. He'll he throws to the open receiver. He, he, he finds
2: will. the open guy, and it's not going to be Jimmy Graham because he's lost a step. He's not what he used to be.
1: Let's look at a let's look at a stat line that you cannot afford to have on your fantasy team in 2018. And I'm all I'm I'm all about seeing how guys end the season. And uh Jimmy Graham had a terrible beginning with the first two games, totaling four catches for nine yards in the first two games of the season. He ended it almost worse. Probably worse. In week 14, he had two targets and no receptions. Week 15, he had one catch for negative one yards week 16 one catch for 3 yards it was touchdown. a touchdown. Do you want this on no. uh, Yeah, okay, it was a touchdown. Congratulations. Two receptions for 2 yards. And oh by in the way, guys, games. he had
2: a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. Yes, he did. And week week 17, 3 for 45 with no
0: touchdowns. Yeah, so it's I mean it's not like his
2: quarterback was a slouch. It's not like he's, you know, yes, the I team believe, wasn't
0: bad at that point. I think Seattle's bad, but they were a playoff they're in the playoff hunt at that point when I, they needed him. I think Rodgers is definitely an upgrade versus Russell Wilson. It's right. a
1: pure thrower. But yes.
2: it's not a massive upgrade. It's not like he went from playing with Andy
1: Dalton to Aaron Rodgers. Well, and Rodgers doesn't make every single pass catcher on the field relevant every year. Like no one, no one does. I mean Tom Brady, maybe. But but Rogers has his guys he locks on to and we and throws them open. And he's
2: already got chemistry with a few of those guys. Yeah. I mean, once again, he spreads the ball around really, really well, and there's four or five guys that are probably going to be in the packing
0: order above Jimmy Graham. Huge amount of risk with Jimmy Graham taking him. If you want to take him at, like, where he finished, five to seven, probably going to fall off. Oh, I yeah. Agree with that.
2: I agree I, I predict him to finish outside the top ten.
0: Yeah, I would definitely wait and take some
1: of our tight end sleepers from last week's episode. and The Kittles, the
0: Njokus. Yeah. Super athlete Njokus, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, I would take Austin Hooper over him. I would probably oh, take. Oh, no, prob- no. I would probably. Th- I'd Almost consider OJ. I'd take Hally. Tyler Croft over him. Right. The the Tomb Raider, Tyler Croft. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, anything else you'd like to add, Bark? Not taking Hunter Henry over him this year. No, not this year. Uh, give me Graham, I guess. Or Jason Witten. Give me Graham. <laughs> I don't, I don't want yeah, you know, Henry. I almost said
2: Jason Witten You know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he retired, so he's probably gonna put up zero points this year. Uh, on zero targets. Yeah. Bold
0: prediction. I don't know. Antonio Gates finishes higher. Bold than prediction. Jimmy Graham.
1: Bold prediction. Bold bold, top, bold prediction. Top seven tight end from last year, Jack Doyle finishes outside the top fifteen because Eric Ebron is gonna find his home in Indianapolis.
2: I've got a bold prediction. Dak Prescott will still target Jason Witten three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the first
1: row. I think even Romo will try to sling one out of the uh the booth. <laughs> where's <laughs> totally Witten? Where's, where's Jason?
2: Jason's gonna be in the booth this year.
1: I know. They're just excited booth, about to, that actually. Booth to booth passing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh We'll bring it home, baby.
1: Maybe oh, you want to talk about some boxing movies? No, I don't. All right. Yeah, we. I all. only know th- five. <laughs> we all got to go do that nine to five thing that they say us adults are supposed to do. Hopefully, uh, you guys can listen to us and this episode on your way to your
0: nine to five. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still. I'm still trying to get through our marathon episode from last time. Man, got, like, dude, I, got, I got through it in, <laughs> in two sittings. It was great. I got through it as well, and. uh yeah, that's right, guys. We listen
1: to our own stuff. It's like smelling <laughs> your own brand. You need we, uh, feedback, man. Well, I
2: mean,
0: I'll be honest with you. I look for opportunities to tell you guys how to get better. Does Apple continue <laughs> to, does Apple look at their phone and continue to develop it? Yes. I'm sure. Samsung, not so much. But I don't Apple use the phones, Samsung. Uh, whatever your Pixel is. Yeah,
1: thanks. It's, it's a Google, baby.
2: All right. It is a tiny dot on a television screen.
1: <laughs> it's a Pixel, baby.
0: It's a Pixel. All right, bring us on, baby. All right. So thanks again
1: for listening to us. Go on the, uh, the iTunes or the Apple podcast. Give us a review. We're or giving the away Google play a play store, or wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to it, go there. But, uh, we do like those five star reviews on Apple podcasts and we are giving away a t-shirt at the end of the month. To one lucky reviewer that leaves their Twitter tag at the end, so we can
2: and contact them. We do like to shout out the five stars. It's been a, a few weeks since we've had uh, many reviews. I know we had some light episodes. You know, uh,
0: so like to do them in bulk.
2: Yeah, we like to to <laughs> give uh, two or three of them uh, a little shout out, and you're you're going to get mentioned on our podcast if that means anything to you.
0: Do you
1: guys have uh, you know just a moment of time to listen to the latest five star review? Or, or, are we, or are we trying to rush out the door as fast as we possibly can? All It'll only take me 30 seconds. Do we have 30 seconds? We've got 30 seconds. You've already wasted 29 of them. though. All right. Well, I'm going to waste the 30th one by saying that. So anyways, our newest five-star review, uh, it does come to us courtesy of Dave from Selling Out, the Selling Out podcast, which uh, is part of a little podcast group we do. So I'm not. I'm not going to lie and say this is someone we don't know. A guy, Dave, from Selling Out, listened to the show, gave me some feedback. He posted a five-star review. Not a cookie-cutter, run-of-the-mill fantasy advice show. The internet is full of those starring wannabe pundits. Back Row brings unique perspectives and great commentary. Get listening, fantasy fans. Get it. Exactly. Get to listening. Thanks for this one. Bark is out. Good night.
0: See This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.